This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of August 24th, 2019. ABM Bev decides not to buy the Craft Brew Alliance. They're good with what they've already got. Amazon Liquor is making new brick-and-mortar stores on paper. Boston Beer is truly on your taps. And the first hard seltzer festival. These are the end times. All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser, And I'm Christopher Walker. Let's jump right into it. So the story that was on everyone's minds this week, ABM Bev, uh, would they come down to uh, the deadline and buy out the Craft Brew Alliance? Turns out not. Uh, I was going to say, my teetotaling mother was asking me this whole week. <laughs> This morning, Anheuser-Busch officially confirmed to news outlets an announcement that runs counter to what some were expecting. They have passed on their exclusive opportunity to buy the remaining 68.7% of the Portland, Oregon headquartered Craft Brew Alliance, of which they already own 31.3%. The company has been running up to a deadline that ended today with two choices on the table. Either make an offer to buy all the company's remaining stock at $24.50 per share, which comes to $328 million, or walk away for a one-time $20 million fee. ABM Bev chose the latter, running counter to the expectation of a fair number of beer outlets who had recently been theorizing on the value potentially offered by CBA and its brands to the ABM Bev empire, specifically the Hawaii-based Kona Brewing Company. CBA is Brewing Collective, uh whose brands include Crown Jewel Kona, along with Woodmere Brothers, Red Hook, Omission, which is gluten-free beer, uh, Square Mile Cider, Cisco Brewers, really, really all about uh, phones for some reason. I was going to say, they're, they're all, if it was like one liter different, it could have been Crisco. <laughs> oh, man. Still one liter difference. <laughs> we could make that, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, no. No, oh, I thought, of, oh, no, no one wants that. Uh, Winwood Brewing, Appalachian Mountain Brewer, and the PH Experiment. Although some of those brands have faced hardships in terms of sales in recent years, uh, Woodmere and Red Hook especially, the company's fortunes are primarily tied to Kona, which has continued to flourish. The Hawaii imagery is particular... In particular, was uh, expected to make Kona a very attractive lifestyle brand for ABM Bev to take national. D- yeah, they're already national. Given that ABM yeah. Bev also just weeks ago announced the acquisition of Ohio's platform beer company, which it's really funny when family, knowing uh, we do a beer show, suddenly start tagging us in <laughs> platform beer releases in Columbus, and then you go to it, and it was just like a troll market in the comments when everyone's like hey when do you have to take the uh the brewers association independent seal off your cans oh. <laughs> and, they, they, they threw in all that shade then yeah that was ending a two-year acquisitions drought since they acquired wicked weed it was natural to assume if that purchase was the first salvo of a new wave well so my thought too when we were mentioning that they decided not to buy it one they already have. They're already making money from it. And two, 
they have they just bought platform for an undisclosed sum but we've been talking about how they need a bit more liquidity i guess yes there they they got a lot more debt than they were expecting and so plunging themselves deeper in is not going to really help the situation that's that's platform strategy, not theirs. <laughs> yeah. On the decision not to make the offer, AB Bed Brewers Collective uh, President Marcelo Michaelis, we had trouble seeing his last name before, mm. Yeah, mm. said the following, uh, the long-standing and strong partnership we have with Craft Brew Alliance is extremely valuable to Anheuser-Busch. While we are not making an offer to purchase remaining shares of CBA, our existing commercial partnership with CBA continues to be key complement to our industry-leading craft portfolio. We look forward to working together for many years to come. Because Every time I hear CBA, I just keep expecting them to say CBD. <laughs> that's that's probably where they're looking to go. I, I mean, mm. I think it's good that they've decided not to go with it. I mean, it's not like they own half. Like, it's, yes, they own a significant amount, but it's still not the majority or anything. Why buy the cow for $328 million when you can continue you can get to get the, the Kona for free? When you yeah. can continue to get the Kona for $20 million. And, you know, it's not... I, yeah, okay, good. They're making money off of it, blah, blah, blah. But they're, those are decent brands that are in that... Um, I don't know. Kona is, totally. Kona's not a bad beer. No, no that was, again. Like that's that's the thing. Like when I, we did the Pax episode, that was when we were like we were afraid it was going to be terrible. Yeah, we were we like, did the damn go- it, this is good. We did the Goose <laughs> Island one, and we we're like, oh, it all tastes like metal. It's just terrible. And then we had that one. We we're like, no, this is this is actually just tastes like beer. It's it's good. <laughs> this is tastes, delightful. Tastes yeah. how it's supposed to. Kona so and, and um, I don't know. Well, I don't have their. I've never had their regular stuff. But every year, uh, one of my favorite pumpkin beers is the Red Hook Pumpkin Porter. Even though it's not been around for a while. Oh, it was around a couple years ago. I don't. I didn't look last year at all, so I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't. They're not bad brands, and and but, but I'm I'm like I don't, part of me is like, well, yeah, of course this is logical. But the other, and then I'm like. I'm kind of happy they didn't go through with buying the whole thing because <laughs> it just, I feel like it would have tainted everything. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, there, go there is a good, I would say there is a good section of this next part of the article that just says that uh, it would have required them uh, approval from the U.S. Department of Justice and the FTC for possible antitrust concerns. And I went, oh, yeah, that is a whole, <laughs> That's a thing. whole thing. Yeah, the, so their market I, I forget share. And I forget in our current government that that's a, that's a thing, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that may have come up to be an issue for them, and that's when they may have said, you know what, owning a third of them is pretty much good enough for us. Yeah. <laughs> well, you well, know it wasn't good enough? You know who owns everything else? <laughs> no, who owns it's, the world? Uh, Disney. Well, okay. Close. It, <laughs> the, that's the media, the that's the media wait, world. He said, wait for, wait for uh, the new company, uh uh aol time disney (laughs) (laughs) no do you think Uh, disney would be taking like third billing in that no Mm. all right all right fine it'd be waltz whatever (laughs) walt aol the magical world of aol time warner (laughs) time spectrum Uh, right uh no amazon amazon owns many things (laughs) Uh, anyway, they uh, <laughs> they may own some things that have caused some problems, too. Uh, on Monday, bottle tracking website WineSearcher.com published an article accusing Amazon of openly flouting California liquor laws. What, were they just 
out there with open containers in the middle of the street, just like, woo, Amazon. I mean, no. maybe. No. Uh, uh, written by site editor, uh, site's U.S. editor W. Blake Gray, the article claimed Amazon's Prime Liquor, uh, Prime Now Liquor business is bypassing state laws by claiming to operate a brick and mortar in Los Angeles, uh, brick and mortar Los Angeles store that does not exist. <laughs> Turns out when you just pretend stores exist, that that could be a problem. Oh, liquor laws. I mean, I pretending a human being exists worked for Andy Dufresne. <laughs> yeah, but that was. <laughs> yeah, no. That was a reference. That was in the fi- that was in the fifties when you could fifties and sixties when you could literally just disappear. <laughs> Driver's license didn't have pictures on them. You could just walk in there and get one. And that's how you have a new name. <laughs> in the chat he came out on the other side from furry viking <laughs> well an update posted on tuesday wine searcher reported that california department of alcohol beverage control abc now uh opened an investigation into amazon over the alleged breach of its liquor license it's detained by detailed by gray uh, california requires businesses that offer alcohol for home delivery also to operate a physical store Per the terms of Prime Now's liquor license, its Los Angeles store must be open for half the hours of its delivery business, uh, eight hours per day in this case, and, it sh- uh, and should display its opening hours at the store's interest uh, entrance. Gray decided to check out the Prime Now store for himself. He turned up at the address listed on the liquor store license, only to discover that no such store exists. <laughs> the distribution warehouse was in full operation, but he nowhere could find alcohol to- on sale to the public so funny it's, it shouldn't be funny but it's like uh, uh it, like somebody in amazon was just like psych should have been just like a uh he should have just put up like a small like lemonade stand but for liquor <laughs> <laughs> with the like five cents thing like the backwards letter somewhere in yeah. liquor <laughs> except you can't do it with a q because it's a lipper um <laughs> Uh, no, they have to. It, it's a, it's still a start a tech company, so there has to be like a, a letter in there or a, a a number in there somewhere as a you know a letter missing. Yeah, like something like that. Yeah, the liquor just doesn't like. There's no vowels at the end. Yeah, uh, and the R is backwards. Yes, because it's still a lemonade stand. <laughs> um, well. Uh, Let's see. Uh, the Amazon is openly filing the conditions uh, it agreed to just six months ago, Gray wrote. You can order a whiskey or wine for Amazon's warehouse at 333 North uh, San Fernando Road in Los Angeles, but there is no liquor store uh, open to the public there. As part of the article, he interviewed California ABV supervising agent Matthew Hyder uh, and questioned the agent over the hypothetical penalties the business faced for multiple violations of its liquor license. Uh, multiple violations, egregious violations. We look at anything from the range of seven hundred and fifty dollars to three thousand, or but uh, and uh, or but not and a oh or but not and. So either that or uh, a fifteen day suspension of uh, license. So that's, that's nothing to them. Yeah. No, it, the 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 fifteen day suspension is yeah, uh, that is something to them. Yes. He said, we can levy fines and suspensions and revocations. This will all depend on the investigation mm-hmm. and how much money Amazon's willing to pay him. 
and Amazon will pay him. Jeff Bezos is just sitting there like, here, and just throws Amazon, his money at yeah, them. Amazon will pay them triple that just to go away. Makes it rain. And be like, just don't bother us anymore. And then that's when you see the lemonade stand sign go up out front. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, as of right now, no one knows what's what's going to happen with this. So maybe we'll hear more. But uh, also, Furry Viking, uh, I assume that uh, Amazon has a very impressive legal team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I bet. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, I found this $5 million in the couch. <laughs> you want a $5 million bill? It just fell out of my pocket. That's what he just, like, walks in the room with when he's talking to the ABC and just, like, pulling money out of his pocket. Going, oh, look what just fell on the floor. Oh, look at that. This is walking around money. <laughs> yeah. Literally, he throws it on the ground so he can walk on it instead of <laughs> the actual ground. He because, throws bills in front of him. Because if he was to step on loose change, it would degrade the quality of his <laughs> shoes. <laughs> it's better to walk on $100 bills. Well, maybe it's better to get to, to get truly serious about this. Truly, truly serious. Indeed. Well, Boston Beer is getting truly serious. They are taking truly hard seltzer on tap in bars and restaurants. Gasps. So uh, they announced today the nationwide launch of Truly on Tap, a new product that the company is calling one of the first hard seltzers available on draft across the country. But they won't get credit for it. So like White Claw has come in. Like Truly was out before White Claw. Truly was almost the first hard seltzer. And White Claw has come in and taken all of the credit. Because White Claw tastes better. That's just me. Uh, Boston Beer founder Jim Cook first teased the product, then called Pure, a name that the competing brand White Claw also announced for a similar product, in January during Beer Business Daily's annual beer summit. At the time, Boston Beer positioned the product as an alternative for vodka soda drinkers in bars and restaurants. Boston Beer CEO Dave Berwick told Brewbound that Truly on Tap is the pure offering renamed. He noted that Truly on Tap shares many of the attributes of a vodka soda, effervescent, clear, finished with a squeeze of fresh fruit, but with a lower ABV. Truly on Tap is closer to original seltzer and meant to be finished off with a squeeze of fresh fruit like lemon or lime. Uh, He said of the product, which checks in at 5% ABV and 100 calories, with one gram each of sugar and carbs. Uh, that just sounds sad. Um, according to the sales <laughs> sheet, Boston Beer appears to be positioning Truly on Tap as an alternative to light beer and spirits, attempting to capture happy hour and game day occasions occasions during the upcoming football season. That okay. makes sense. All right. The idea of, of your regular football fan just sitting there going, Woo! Yeah! Give me that Truly! Yeah, no, a it's claw because of the meme. I, yeah, they'll do it just for the meme, but that or you know for legal cases because we all know there ain't no laws no. if you're drinking the claws. Please stop. Do not perpetuate any more of those memes. Worst. I wanted to, so it was a fight to not include a news story because I'll I'll encourage everyone to go to Google, select the news icon, and type in "ain't no claws" when you're drinking the claws or "ain't no laws" when you're drinking the claws. <laughs> And it just brings up hundreds of news stories from across the nation of police departments and municipalities urging people to not believe this, that that there are indeed laws when you are drinking the claws. And that's like all the titles of them. And you're just like, 
<laughs> the only the only meme that I will accept from this is Judge Dredd staring at a white claw going <laughs> I need don't. it. Please, please someone please. someone needs to make this right now. Judge Dredd like staring down a can of white claw. And the good Judge Dredd, like Carl Urban Judge Dredd. Yeah, Carl Urban. <laughs> oh, um man. Okay, so the, you know, the article basically goes on about like all these studies that they're referencing about like I essentially how claw. this is gonna work. <laughs> Uh, but essentially, they're they're going all out on this. They're they're gonna have like truly tap handles and glassware and the whole nine. So yeah, so they're 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 getting on board. Um, Are we gonna go down to the Sam Adams tap room and only drink Trulies off of no off of draft? I bet they'll have them though. Even though they've got uh, another big thing right now that we didn't do the news story for, they have the base beer for oh. Utopias out as a seasonal. Yeah, we oh. saw it in the store today. I have to post the picture, but um, uh, the uh, sour, yeah, yeah. It's just I think they're just calling it Cosmic Sour because it's not the Grand Crew, which is the actual base beer yeah. for Utopias. But this is like the base beer for the Cosmic Motherfunk Grand Crew, and it's just Cosmic Sour. You can get it in six packs, and it's in the fall variety pack. Yeah. So nice. you, if you want to get a taste where Utopias starts, that's the beer. The fall variety you take pack that, is sad. You buy this year. a small. You take that. You buy a small uh, bourbon barrel. <laughs> Pour it into that. You, just, you start adding just liquor, straight liquor. You budget a year of your life or so. It has to age um, for. I don't, go, go find that that it's become a backer on the Patreon. You can find the episode where we explain the whole process that's behind you. It's, it's a thing, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, so just one one other thing on this. Um, there's a, okay, yeah. So uh, truly, along with White Claw. Make up 85% uh, the off-premise sales of hard seltzer offerings, according to market research firm Nielsen. The firm also projects the hard seltzer industry to generate $1 billion by the end of 2019. I just wanted to point that out, because that's, like, insanity. Yeah. All thanks to memes. <laughs> that, that, that's all it is. It doesn't is. hurt. <laughs> because, because of the memes, like, all the hardcore craft beer bros have all shifted and there's like no we're, we're drinking white claw uh, yeah and it's it's getting i can't tell where where the mockery begins and the sincerity ends yeah it's a it's a little dense out there and you know what else will probably be dense denver denver because denver is going to be hosting the first hard seltzer festival in mid-september i, I give up you know what there's there's really nothing else worth living for now <laughs> Hard seltzers continue to dominate the talk of the beer industry this summer, and rightfully so. With market research from Nielsen projecting the industry to reach a billion dollars by the end of 2019, seltzer trend has even begun to bleep, bleed into pop culture, with comedian Trevor Wallace coming, uh, coning the phrase, ain't no laws when you're drinking claws, and seltzer taking away another occasion once owned by beer, country music, with singer-songwriter Mark Leach's Ode to White Claw, Drinking Claws. Is that a real so thing? There's a there's a country song called Drinking Claws. Okay, this is this is new for us because oh my god, because we don't listen to country. Culmination of the so-called summer of seltzer. If it is actually if it actually does prove seasonal, may come September 14th with Fizz Fight in Denver. The festival's organizers are billing an event as America's first hard seltzer festival and tasting competition. Such as uh, with such designations, 
has already garnered the inaugural event coverage in Esquire, the New York Post, Denver Post, Business Insider, and other outlets. Former Denver Post cannabis critic Jake Brown is among the festival's organizers. <laughs> Told Brewbound, where we sourced this story, uh, Fizz Fight is a way for consumers to sample local and regional hard seltzer brands alongside top-selling brands White Claw and Truly Hard Seltzer. For the brands, he added, uh, the events competition is an opportunity to start making waves. I Would I say Fizz Fight is going to be a competition uh, that helps take a smaller brand national? It's entirely no. possible, he said. Uh, no, it's though, not. <laughs> though a tasting competition, sometimes one big win is all it takes to elevate a brand. Brown pointed to Milwaukee-based Press Premium Alcohol Seltzer and Buy founder uh, Ben Weiss, Cook, and Marker as brands that might be the next big players in the segment. So here's an opportunity for them to really test what they have in a unique setting. Beyond those brands and the usual suspects, White Claw, Truly, and Anheuser-Busch's Bond and Viv, this fight will feature offerings from more than 20 brands, including Millicore's, uh, Henry's Hard Sparkling Water, Big Sky Brewing's Spiked Seltzer, Upslope Brewing's Spiked Snowmelt, and Oscar Blue's Wild Basin Boozy Sparkling Water. In addition to hard seltzers uh, made by beer companies, Fist Fight will feature seltzers made by spirits companies, according to Brown. A thousand tickets are available for each Fizz Fight's two sessions so far, and a total of 244 tickets have already been sold. <laughs> At least it's not sold name. out. I hate that name so much it actually hurts. Fizz Fight? It's, I hate it. It, it, I don't. I don't have any real reason. It just this is dumb. I hate this name. So who is buying these tickets? Brown said women have purchased eighty percent of the tickets thus far. Of course, they and have. he expects the crowd to remain predominantly female between the ages of twenty eight and thirty five. I want to get mad and like that's sexist, but it's probably accurate too. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're if, if if you can't really make it to ladies' night down at the bar, buy a ticket for Fizz Fight in Denver. Apparently. Mm. Brown explained that only about 2%, 5% of consumers have tried hard seltzers, and Fizz Fight will offer consumers an opportunity to explore new flavors and new styles. It will also be an opportunity to educate consumers on how hard seltzers are made. Uh, and if you would like to educate Poorly. yourself... Yeah, if you would like to <laughs> educate yourself on how hard seltzers are made, check out our episode on hard seltzers. Mm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. Let's 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 bring up the ABV, guys. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of hard seltzers. Let, let's yeah, turn gonna, this. Let's to get some... away from water. Well, I mean, <laughs> how about how about we do some water of life? Ah, oh, yes. So Jameson partners with Bail Breaker Brewing and Revolution Brewing on a on two limited cask mate beers. Look, I really want to try this revolution when it better not be like limited to the Chicago market or something. <laughs> well, one brewery from uh, Logan Square, Chicago, Illinois, uh, and one brewery is uh, from the Hopfields in uh, Yakima, Washington. One whiskey from Middleton, Ireland. Uh, that's intercontinental collaboration. Jameson unveiled with the launch of Jameson Caskmates Bellbreaker Limited Edition and Caskmates. Revolution Brewing Limited Edition. 
uh, as a brand that grew up in the neighborhoods across the country, Jameson has always celebrated the unique uh, celebrated the unique places, sounds, and tastes found only in those neighborhoods. The partnership with Bale Breaker uh, and Bale Breaker Brewing and Revolution Brewing has been taken uh, has taken to new heights with the launch of uh, the two Jameson Caskmate limited editions. Uh, and I have a quote here from. Someone from Jameson. Jameson's commitment to local neighborhoods is the cornerstone of our connection with the whiskey drinkers and local tastemakers across the country. Having had the opportunity uh, to highlight a a shared passion for artistry, two breweries uh, that have been part of the Jameson family since the inception of Drinking Buddies program in 2015, it's a great feat for everyone uh, everyone involved. This is from Paul D. DeVito, Vice President, Jameson, Jameson Irish Whiskey. Uh, uh, Bernard Richard, USA. I thought, so given that it is Jameson, I was finishing out your statement in my head before you got there. And the invention of drinking is where I thought it was just going to stop. <laughs> so I was just going to be like, yeah, checks yeah. out. Jameson invented drinking. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jameson Castmates Hyper Local Editions allow us to put spotlights on these local breweries devising spirits that embodies the taste of our neighborhoods. So, uh, Apparently, Revolution and uh, Bellbreaker traveled to Ireland to brew their signature beers to season uh, Jameson casts. The process resulted in uh, uh, Jameson cast makes Bellbreaker uh, and Revolution Brewing Limited Edition triple distilled blended Irish whiskey that has been uh, patently finished in local craft beer seasoned barrels. Going to Ireland with, uh, to collaborate with James, uh, Jameson has been a brewer's dream. Our top cutter IPA embodies where we're from, and bringing a taste of our neighborhood to the Jameson Distillery creates our own, uh, our very own cast make limited editions was quite incredible. Wait, so does Bellbreaker now have a bear? Do they put IPA into Jameson? <laughs> I'm confused now. Jameson got dumped into something that had their beer in it. I'm, I don't know. I don't know how yeah. they do the cask maids process. I I, I think they, they finish them maybe. off in, in like barrels that have held beer. But I'm just like, wait, an IPA? That's that's a founder's move. <laughs> yeah, except in reverse. Barrel all the things. Uh So the uh, they talk about where the castmate series was born. Uh it does not necessarily say where they're going to be at, but the Bale Breaker Limited Edition uh, tasting notes and production, uh, rich in hops with delicate floral notes, taste citrus notes with some spice and vanilla throughout finish, rich la- uh, lasting finish of hints of hops uh, and notes of oak and spice. ABV 40% or 80 proof. And the... Uh, Revolution one has notes of delicate fruits, grapefruit, and lingering sweet notes. The taste that's full-bodied, smooth, with hints of both hops and vanilla. Finishes with a spice character, and the hops fade slowly into a into lingering fruit notes and toasted oak. Doesn't sound so, bad. <laughs> uh, they'll be at select uh, retail locations and neighborhood bars for a limited time, uh, so we may not see these. Mm. Probably not. Ew. Clawmate series. Sorry. Come on. <laughs> Clawmates. So distracted. distracted. <laughs> Start aging uh, White Claw in barrels that used to hold beer. Clawmates. Come on. It'll be big. Uh, what, a, what about Salsa Mates? <laughs> well. This week in Aldi. 
This is like a, a an alcohol adjacent story. Um, <laughs> no, no, I think it's pretty much uh, alcohol's involved if you're eating this. <laughs> so yeah, this week in Aldi, um, Aldi is selling limited edition salsas flavored to taste like booze. So, oh, uh, why not? <laughs> uh, quick, we were we've oh. been corrected. So the Caskmates process, uh, thanks to Furry Viking in the chat, uh, goes like this: Irish whiskey in the barrel first, then beer for aging and bottling, then back to Irish whiskey. So, huh. they uh, whiskey, then beer, then whiskey again. So it's the exact process that the uh, um, that New Holland does with the oh. beer barrel bourbon. Okay. Just thinking for a second, you're about to say it's the same process that the Vikings used. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably. <laughs> Who knows? Uh. Uh, so anyway, okay, yeah. So um, Aldi is stocking its shelves with new booze-flavored salsas ahead of Labor Day. The grocery store chain is selling jars of salsa in three different alcohol-related flavors. Blood orange and whiskey, pineapple and rum, and apple and bourbon. I'm fine with all these. Yeah, the flavors actually make sense. Blood uh, orange and whiskey is a strange thing in my head. It is, but I'm, I'm like not so much that I'm not like. Eh, eh. <laughs> I would maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, despite their flavoring, the salsas don't contain any alcohol, though. Don't that's, you lie to me, Jezebel. <laughs> I, that's dumb. Uh, all these limited edition salsas hit the shelves August 21st, so already on the shelf. Uh, so grab them while you can for the price of two dollars and twenty nine cents. Um, hmm. Not not terrible. Um, yeah, so it's just saying where it's opening in certain other locations. But uh, I I don't know. Blood orange and whiskey is the most like odd but kind of interesting one. Yeah, uh, bourbon and apple actually makes all kinds of sense to me. Oh, Maybe yeah. not necessarily as a salsa, but well, I, so I I always used to be like. Oh, that's that's weird with the fruit and salsa. And then I had mango Thai salsa, uh, and it's kind of amazing. So I'm like, you know what? Do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. <sighs> Thank you, Chris. I need someone to get the dusty roads. Over like, oh, geez, dusty okay. roads reference. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the wrestling right. reference reminds us that <laughs> we like to remind dusty roads. Is like how to we rem- like to end our well, show. Yes, and like to remind everyone that uh, I think as of today, everyone needs to. We carried the story back in March. Got a nice little update today. It wasn't enough for its own story. But the PBR five-second oh. aged whiskey mm. should be available near you for like $20 a bottle. <laughs> if you want to know what a five-second whiskey, uh, the whiskey is brewed by their uh, partner in distribution, New Holland Brewing. Ah, okay. So it might actually be <laughs> kind of all right. <clears throat> but they had to... They were told, oh, they came with the product and said, oh, it's perfect. We'll sell this whiskey. And then the New Holland said, you know, you got to age that, right? Or it's just moonshine. So five seconds. They're like, we legally uh, checked. Five seconds that we can call it whiskey. That's just weird. So All I guess right. they, yeah. the time it takes to fill the barrel and then turn it and dump it. So it's white dog. Kind of. <laughs> oh, God, no. That's just lighter fluid. Yeah, no age requirement. It just has to have touched a barrel, and literally it did. There just has to be an age. I wonder. Five no. second rule. I, I like the apparently <laughs> five second rule. Five second rule. Tell me they called it that. No, no, they did not. But what are it. they doing? Five second. Do you think they just put a hole in the bottom of the barrel so it's coming in one side and just kind Sorry, of glugging around and coming out? Oh my god. 
They're they've just they failed. Yeah. They completely failed. We just named this for them. Yeah. Five second rule. God. Where's where's our part of this? Come on. We need at least five percent. Yeah, their marketing team is just no. You, someone needs to get fired. All right. <laughs> we need to anyway, get fired. And I need to get hired and paid for that. <laughs> anyway, okay. We'd like to remind everyone. This Make is all our... checks payable to have a drink show. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is our news only show. But we also do the weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. If you like what you hear and you want to support Have a Drink, please go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. And we will see you again next weekend. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Jesse Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker. See you next time. (laughs) Bye. Bye. That's all script says. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>